Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for January 4th, 2022. Wow, this is the first call of the new year. Last time we met was last year, which was just last week, so that's all good. Today, I am going to be making a very simple yet very tasty recipe, sticky garlic chicken. And I'm going to uh, basically get into all that in a little bit, what we will need. And uh, first of all, I want to thank ACB Media for streaming the event. And I also want to thank uh, Belinda for hosting the event. And I'm going to fact turn it over to her, and she's going to let you all know how to raise your hands and mute and unmute. All right. Good morning, everyone. So when it's time for questions, if you're on a PC, you're going to... Um, let's see. Mute and unmute is Alt A, and to raise your hand, it's Alt Y. If you're going to be on a Mac, if you are on a Mac, you are going to do Command Shift A to mute and unmute, and Option Y to raise your hand. And if you're on the smartphone app, your mute and unmute button is going to be found in your bottom left corner. And to uh, raise your hand, you will find the more button at the bottom right, double tap that, and swipe to the raise hand option. If you're on a landline phone or a phone with a physical keypad, star six to mute and unmute, and star nine to raise your hand. All right. Thank you for that, Belinda. Okay, so um, before we get started, I want to see if uh, my recipe reader is, uh, I know she's on the call, are you by any chance ready to read off the ingredients we're going to need for today's uh, thing? Uh, Chanel is muted. Okay. <clears throat> then we'll... I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Okay, that's okay. So go ahead, I you asked me late and... That's okay. All right, guys. So let's get started with the recipe. So what we're going to need is just a few amount of ingredients, actually. And so we need light brown sugar, chili sauce, soy sauce, ground ginger, garlic, and, of course, the chicken. Not to mention a pan for baking in the oven to preheat. And what I've already done is turn the oven to 350. That is the temperature that uh, we want it at. And let's get started. And the first thing we need is one cup of light brown sugar. So brown sugar, of course, is not the same as uh, white sugar. It comes in a completely different type of uh, package. And except when you put it in the wrong place, then it makes it that much more of a challenge to find. And so as I was saying, um, 
the brown sugar, like I said, it's a totally um, different type of consistency, type of uh, flavor. And okay, my brown sugar has actually literally walked away from me. And that is a problem as I had it earlier. Okay. Then I will come back to that in just a moment. Let me look at one other place where it would be at. Okay. I think this uh, recipe is going to turn out a little bit more interesting than what I had intended it to be. All right. Well, then let's move on to the chili sauce. And um, this comes in, it kind of actually comes in two different types of bottles. <laughs> and um, so this comes in two different types of bottles. The one I have is and kind of an interesting, it's not a true circle shape. It's like oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's like a octagon type shape. It's very small. Um, and uh, what we need for that is going to be um, a basically, I'm looking at my recipe here. two tablespoons of the chili sauce. So why don't we actually get out my tablespoon? And this is, you know, for those of you, um, if you don't have your measuring spoons labeled, it's one of the bigger measuring spoons that um, there's like your tablespoon, your teaspoon, and then you've got uh, things in between. But, uh, what we're going to use is, like I said, our tablespoon. I have the ones from Blind My Smart that actually say things like, uh, you know, one T and then the letter T for telling me it's a tablespoon. So I'm going to take the lid off of the uh, chili sauce. Now this is an unopened bottle, so that means the first thing I'm going to have to deal with is the seal. So I'm actually able to take my fingernail and peel back part of it and you know just to take the seal right off. If that does not work, some seals are just incredibly tough. Either a knife blade lightly touching the edge or a pair of scissors can also help. Okay, um, now that we've done that, let's take off the lid. And I should have mentioned too, this is kind of like a glass bottle. And I did have problems with a lot of barcode readers identifying this particular um, product in one of the bottles that I had. It. And this one I think did a little bit better. So now I'm holding the tablespoon over the bowl and I'm going to, and the chili sauce also over the bowl. I'm just going to pour the bottle by tilting it 
So it'll start coming out. Um, there we go. This stuff is really thick. So it kind of pours out slowly. So we kind of have to tilt it all the way. Okay, but that's okay. And if we have extra, that's not going to hurt anything. <clears throat> okay, that's tablespoon number one. Now, tablespoon number two. Okay. <clears throat> so now that we are done with that, I'm kind of using the tablespoon again to the edge of the bowl. And we're going to, so it pour out any extra. Now we're going to put that in the sink. Some got on my hands, so we're just um, washing it off. And there we go. Okay, I had to find my dish soap there. Next thing we need is soy sauce, and this calls for a fourth cup. Now, um, soy sauce again comes in a very similar bottle to the chili sauce, except the one now that I have is um, plastic. Now, first thing we should do is actually put the lid on the chili sauce. And let's go ahead and put it in the fridge where it will not go bad. Most of these sauces you generally have to put in the fridge once you've opened them. You don't until you open them, though. So like once you get the chili sauce and the soy sauce, you can leave it in the pantry or wherever until you are done with it. And <clears throat> there you go. Okay, so let's take a look at my soy sauce here. This comes up as a flip-top lid. This is the one I got from Walmart. Um, it's the naturally brewed soy sauce. And let's see, how do we get this paper off? Let's see, can we turn the lid? And um, yes, we can, just by some vigorous turning here. We can make a little bit of progress. Oop, my bowl is going to flip over. That's not good. Okay, so this paper, let's see if we can actually peel back the way I could the other. And it's going to be difficult. Okay, very well. Well, ah, there we go. Okay, now I got the lid off. Now, two things you need to know. Um, first of all, we still got paper sticking out. I'm gonna try to get the rest of that off in a minute here, but the first thing we gotta contend with is the soy sauce has a protective film over the top that we need to get off first before we can actually do anything with it. So I'm just kind of trying to Peel back, can peel it off. Okay, duh, it takes a little bit of strength here. Unfortunately, sometimes you need athleticism in the kitchen. Um, and uh, maybe some people are better at these things than others too, like if you have sharper nails. Okay, so now I'm going to um, try to find my quarter cup, which I just had a minute ago. There it is. Um, I hate it when things walk away from you, so. I'm going to pour in to the cup the soy sauce 
And again, I'm holding the cup over the bowl so that way any extra spills are going to go into the bowl already and not onto the countertop. And that can really help a lot. Same with the bottle. Okay. Now that that's done, next thing I'm going to need to do is try to get the rest of the paper off so I can put the lid back on. This should only take a minute, and if it looks like it'll take longer, then we'll just have to come back to it. But I'm going to kind of take my knife and just kind of cut a little bit. Now, do we have any questions? Yes, you have uh, Danette. All right, Danette. You may unmute. Am I unmuted? Yes, yeah. you are. Okay, so I'm gonna press Alt A instead of Alt S. Okay, note yourself. Okay, so a question: Are you putting like the like the chili sauce and the soy sauce in with the brown sugar and? in the same bowl right now yes we are everything in this recipe is going into the same bowl yep you're welcome okay so i got the raise hand all right lynn you can go ahead hey herbie it's lynn i want to know um i don't use chili sauce or brown sugar can I do it without it, or can I use some other, like, honey instead of sugar? You know, that's a great question, especially since I might have to try the same thing, too, if I can't find my brown sugar. Um, I am not, you know, I my cooking is usually good at following recipes exactly. If anybody can, knows of any good alternatives to um, this combination, feel free to raise your hand and chime in. Right, because I don't, I don't do spicy stuff. I don't do that uh, chili sauce, so, but, but I yeah. could use honey, but I could use organic honey. Yep, and this recipe is not meant to be spicy, by the way, so I wanted to mention that as well. It's, when done correctly, it's supposed to be sweet, um, but so these things are combined, so it's not, like, the spiciest part can actually be the garlic, and even that um, isn't necessarily spicy, so. Well, just, just ask it. So, yeah. Okay, you have two okay. other raised hands. Do you want to take those or do you want to move? I do, yes. Okay. All right, Carrie, you can go ahead. Hey, yeah, I was going to mention um, <clears throat> myself, I don't use sugar, sugar, but there is like brown sugar monk fruit or you can buy brown sugar Splenda. So, uh, Lynn, those could be options. Um, the other thing is there is something, it's called Bragg's Liquid Aminos. It is a more natural source than soy sauce that is very similar to soy sauce. So those could be some alternatives um, for those ingredients. All right. Excellent. Thank you for that, Carrie. And right. I believe and we have another Tori. Tori, hello, Tori. Hello. I was just going to say the main difference between um, brown sugar and white sugar is the sweetness. So it's not going to affect very much except for exactly how sweet it is. 
which if you're concerned about it not being quite sweet enough, you can either use just a little more sugar or if you don't want to do that, put some kind of thing like honey or um, some kind of a gavy syrup or maple syrup or something like that, just a tiny bit to make it slightly sweeter. But use right. regular sugar. Okay. So I can still use the same amount of regular sugar, but if I need to make it a bit sweeter, add like a little bit of maple syrup or something. Yeah, just a very small amount just to make very. it slightly sweeter. Because the main difference is that um, the, the brown sugar is unrefined and still retains a lot of the sweetness. Right. All right. Well, that is good because we do have plenty of white sugar here and we do have maple syrup. So... All right, we're going to make this work then, guys. But uh, I never had doubts we would. Thank you, Tori. It's okay. I use brown sugar all the time, see, so. Yep. Okay, so this actually, I lied. This actually calls for a half cup of soy sauce. So I already used one quarter cup. So two quarters cup will make us one half cup. But otherwise, you would just use the half cup. That's what happens when you uh, get busy yakking and don't look at the recipe. So I'm pouring in the other half. Now, this is not as thick as the chili sauce. Um, okay, you know, it would really help if I actually took off the lid. So for recipes like this, you know, like if you're, the way to use the soy sauce, if you're just sprinkling it over like say fried rice, you can use the lid with the hole in it. But if you're pouring into a measuring cup, I recommend you take the um, lid off and pour directly from the bottle. Okay, so let's pour that extra cup in there. All right, there we go. And now I'm going to put that in the fridge. And let's see. Next up, I believe, is going to be our garlic. Now, let's talk garlic a little bit here. So there are two methods. And hearing some background noise. Um, you do have a raised hand. Uh, Lucy? Just one little tiny comment. Be very careful with soy sauce because it stains very, very badly <laughs> your clothes. Just saying. Oh, I think we lost our cook. <laughs> Rut roll. <laughs> I hear him coming to his computer. I, I'll tell him we lost him. I do apologize, folks. My phone got disconnected. Um, so while I'm getting that connected, we can go ahead and take the next question. Oh, I, I, I said um, it's just a comment that uh, soy sauce stains very, very badly, so do not get it on your clothes. That's all. <laughs> all right. Good to know. And you also have another hand, Marilee. Marilee, ah. hello. Hi, Herbie. How are you doing? Um, my question is, um, when you're measuring things like the soy sauce and the chili sauce, you said you held the spoon or the cup over the bowl. Are you holding it 
over the bowl that you're mixing your ingredients in or a separate bowl? Because if you pour too much, then you're pouring extra into your ingredients. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you were saying. And the answer is, I just use the regular bowl. I wouldn't have, if I was using a separate bowl, it would not at least help me because I wouldn't know that, I, I mean, I'd still have the excess no matter what. So, yeah, but your excess is going in a plain bowl, not in with your brown sugar and your soy, you know, your other ingredients. Yes, but then there's still the matter of how do you get the original amount from the regular bowl to the from the extra bowl to the regular bowl without including the excess. Well, all right. Okay, thanks. No, um, yeah, that works for some things. Like, say, for instance, if you're cracking eggs, and that's, I mean, that's a very good question. So, if you're doing something like cracking eggs, you know, that works because you can fish out, like, say, hard eggshells before you pour the mixture into the other bowl. Um, if you are not using measuring cups, or for instance, then maybe you might want to use Marley's uh, method where, um, <clears throat> You're kind of, you know, but I mean, if you're, but if you're using the measuring cups, um, you know, most of the time with pouring, you're probably not going to have that much excess to begin with. And there are some things where it matters more, for instance, like, uh, baking, sometimes you have to be more precise with certain things, um, for this recipe, so long as the excess equals the amount that you originally have anyway, I mean, it's not going to be a big deal, so. Okay, you have one other raised hand, Carrie? All right, Carrie, yes. Hey, Herbie, I, I think what that caller was mentioning is if you held the measuring cup over an extra bowl and filled the measuring cup and then dumped the measuring cup right. into your sauce bowl, you could avoid the extra. But I do appreciate your comment about, you know, the little extra amounts don't matter as much um, in this recipe as some. No. Um, yeah, but, but that, that other method is a, a great technique if you're needing to be precise or, you know, right. to make sure you have the half cup and not a half cup plus two tablespoons because you spill over the top. All right, that totally makes sense, and I, I get I, I get the comment now. And um, okay. thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, no problem. Um, um, but yeah, that does make sense. If you need preciseness, then by all means, um, like I said, this recipe you don't need that much preciseness. So, but that is a good technique. Um, yeah, just pour. Um, I would again make sure though, if you're going to do that. Still use a big enough bowl so that way the excess is going to go into the bowl and not like all over the counter. Okay, so let's move on to talking garlic. So there are two methods, well, three, really three methods of garlic, primary methods of garlic you can get. The cloves, the powder, or the minced garlic. Now, for the sake of the recipe, I have actually, in the call, I've chosen the minced garlic today. But um, if you do regular garlic, it calls for six cloves, and 
This is, again, something that's also going to be based upon your personal preference. How much garlic do you want? You know, Chanel and I do like a lot of garlic. So six clo cloves is plenty, if not even maybe a bit too little. Um, so again, this is one of those, for something like this, this is also going to be, you know, adjusted to your personal preference on how garlicky you want it to be. So the minced garlic comes in a jar and I've peeled back the paper. If you do regular garlic, you can't, it is easily minceable. You can get a garlic mincer, but um, the disadvantages, and this is why I didn't want to do it for today's calls, you have to peel back the paper for each clove, mash it in the thing, and then um, get the excess off the bottom into the bowl and all that. So for this garlic, what we're going to do is drain off some of the excess water here. And I'm just going to take a spoon and put a couple of good handfuls into our mixture. So let's see, garlic number one. And this will just also become our mixing spoon as well. Try to get uh, drain out some of the excess water and I, we have another hand. Yes, Carrie, go ahead. Carrie, yes. Hi, Herbie. I guess I'm full of comments today. <laughs> um, I will. I just wanted to let people know out there. For years, I've had a garlic press from Pampered Chef, and the awesome thing about it is you don't have to pre-peel the garlic, um, and it's really easy to clean and get the whole, you know, the the peeling stuff out of the hole and everything. Um, and it comes with a little thing to, you know, cleaning tool and stuff. So, you know, there are a big difference in the types of garlic presses you might buy if you want to use um, cloves of garlic. Okay. So, yeah, that's just, that's just something for people to be aware of. Because I, my daughter, when she moved in, she had one and it's crummy. Like, yeah, no, I won't use that one. <laughs> so... All right, well, there you go, my birthday list. If anybody wants to start keeping track, the um, garlic press from Pampered Chef, because um, that's, like, a lot more fancier than the one I have, which you kind of can still use the peel, but you have to contend with it more, and yeah, so, all right. Okay, okay so perfect, Carrie. That is actually very good information to have, and... I tell you what, guys, for the remainder of the questions, if you have a question about a cooking technique, let's do that now. If you have recommendations or whatnot, let's save those for when we got the chicken in the oven, and that'll really help move the uh, call along if uh, that's all right with people. If you have to run really fast, like I know Tori said she may have to run at any moment, I totally understand, but uh, that would be my preference if you can save questions about what I'm doing now for while I'm cooking, and then we will do more general chit-chat in a few minutes, because I promise we will have time for that. Okay, so we and need... Tori does have her hand raised. <laughs> All right, Tori, yes. I just wanted to ask um, quickly about the um, your chili sauce. Does it matter what kind you use, and if so, what kind you use so I can see if I can get it? It does, it does not matter. Um, I just got anything that was labeled chili sauce. Um, I wonder, I was looking at some of the ingredients and I wonder if some are more vegetarian or vegan than others. 
Yeah, some are, yes. And I must and I didn't really think about that until I actually, you know, started looking at some of the ingredients. I was trying to read a label the other day on one of them. So it could if you're good at finding out the you know interesting labels or whatever, then that could matter. But otherwise, you know, you can just use any kind of thing in any chili sauce. I just got a regular mainstream one. Um I don't remember the specific brand off the top of my head. Okay. And I, so. I just checking because I was going to um, uh, draw your recipe out on some tofu at some point. So. All right. Well, you have to let me know how that works. We'll do. You'll have to send me the exact amounts so I can know the measurements. I will do that. Um, I do try to. I do podcast these calls, and I do also include also include show notes. But I'll tell you something else that we're going to be doing in just a little bit here. Um, as we've got to measure out our ginger. So this calls for a teaspoon and a half of ginger. So I've got ground ginger. This one that I got from Walmart comes in a square bottle. I've seen them in even smaller bottles, and that's what I thought I'd ordered. So I'm going to have a lot of ginger here, but that's all right. So I'm going to take the lid completely off the bottle. The first one had the protective film over it. I already took that off earlier because so I wanted to make sure it was ginger. <coughs> and... Um, <clears throat> so we're just going to head and pour again I'm doing this over the main bowl that I'm working in because I don't care if there's extra extra is good and this stuff does not pour out easily come on am I going to have to scoop you out now if I shake it it comes out okay um let's see if i can scoop you out okay so this stuff scoops out better than it does shake out and even when it has a hard time coming out of the spoon okay we can add in well, maybe just a touch more because we want it good nice and gingery the ginger is probably like the predominant uh you know predominant flavor in this recipe so um, if you don't like ginger, then, you know, <clears throat> and that's, so that's what gives it its uh, flavor is the ginger. Okay, now it calls for some seasoned pepper. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just going to kind of guesstimate on that because I can. And I'm using the, uh, instead of the grinder, we're going to use an actual thing of um, pepper that's in a little uh, carton here. Herbie and a uh, quick time check, it is half past the hour. Okay. So just so you know, we will not get the recipe done in time for a live taste test, but um, I will let everybody know on the coffee clutch, you know, how it to turns out. So I'm just going to, don't want to overdo the pepper, so just kind of um, pouring in a little bit. There we go. I think it calls for like a half teaspoon. All right. <clears throat> Next, we need to go back in now and add in the sugar because that was the one thing I did not get a chance to do. And then we're going to mix all this before adding it to the chicken. So I'm going to, we're going to try this with the white sugar and we're just going to 
see how this works out. And, and Peggy Ann has a question when you're ready. All right, Peggy Ann, yes. Yeah, um, how much ginger are you supposed to put in? A teaspoon and a half. Okay, is that ground ginger or? Yes. Okay, teaspoon and a half, all right, thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to do, so to give you an idea, you know, a cup of sugar is quite a bit. So this should give you an idea of just how much sweetness there is in this recipe. So it's very much a combination of sweet and savory. And just trying to get the sugar out of, into the cup here. Okay. And we'll add in, kind of got a good three quarters cup. We're gonna add in just a little bit more and that should make it a cup. Okay. Now we're going to um, stir in the ingredients. And now while I'm stirring, if you have any questions or general stuff, this is a good time for that. Annette has a question. All right. So did you use brown sugar and granulated white sugar? No, I just used white sugar because I could not find my brown sugar. And now you're just mixing it up and gonna roll the chicken in there? Or yes. Something? Okay. Yep. Now what we're gonna do is okay, we're gonna I have roll a question. The... Can yes. I use like chicken legs? Yes. Um, I've done it with chicken legs before. That that turns out really well. I'm gonna use the boneless chicken today. Um, what it does call for is two pounds of chicken cut up. And it really, it calls for you to turn it every 10 to 15 minutes. We're not going to be that precise. I don't think that's quite as necessary when you're baking in the oven. But um, what we are going to do is, um, I'm going to use boneless chicken thighs here. And just to get a little bit better. We're going to use boneless chicken thighs. And um, that will work for us. And I'm going to go ahead and put the lid on the sugar. All right, who do we have next? Uh, we don't have any raised hands currently. All right, so I'm going to now get out the chicken. So um, for this, like I said, I got to boneless chicken thighs. But you can use whatever you want, boneless chicken, chicken breast. It calls for these to be cut up. I'm not quite sure. I think it depends on what chicken you're using as to whether you'd actually want to cut it or not. Um, you know, chicken thighs don't really require cutting the same way. I don't think as like chicken breast would just because, you know, they are, um, thicker but uh, you know again this goes to your personal preference as to what you want to do so I'm going to um, get okay peel the plastic off of the chicken here now questions arise as to whether you should wash your chicken or not 
The answer is no, don't run it under the sink or anything like that because you do spread bacteria. But what you can do is dry the chicken off with a paper towel before putting it in the mixture. Now I'm gonna put this in a 13 by nine pan. I have gone ahead and greased it. So uh, it's ready to go. I'm gonna go ahead and take a paper towel and just get a really good generous sized one. And we're gonna move it quickly here. I'm going to take the chicken, just give it a quick dab. These are smaller chicken thighs, so we definitely don't need to cut them. Roll it in the sauce mixture just very lightly, put it in the pan. Chicken thigh number two. I think these are thighs. I thought these are very thin breasts. Actually, I think they give me very thin breasts. Oh well, it's sometimes when you do shop, you are at the mercy of other people and what you get, so. Anyway, it'll turn out good either way. Okay, do we have any raised hands? Not at the moment. All right. So I'm just rolling, dabbing each piece of chicken dry. And um, we're going to then just uh, roll it in the mixture. And then like I said, we're just gonna let her bake. And so that is what I'm doing now. So some side dishes you can do with this, you know, anything you want. Um, you know, green beans might go good with this or, uh, you know, some kind of potato like hash browns or mashed potatoes, or you could even do garlic mashed potatoes, you know, for some extra garlic. Um, nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. And, um, Okay, so this does use up quite a bit of sauce, so it's, you know, of course this is sticky garlic chicken, so, you know, it's going to be, you know, very messy, but, you know, guys, a little secret, which you probably already know, the messier the thing, usually the better tasting it is, so. Okay, I'm still going to have an excess of sauce once we're done with this, but um, I don't really have much room for any more chicken. So now what we're going to do is we're going to place this in the pan and then a few minutes from now, probably about 20 minutes, I will check it, you know, give it at least one flip so that way the sauce has a chance to cook evenly. I probably should have maybe used some foil, for it, but um, that's okay. And we're putting it in the oven. All right. Set timer for 22 minutes. Set timer for 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Thank you. So we're just going to pour the excess in the sink. You could also store the excess sauce if you wanted. Um, I don't have a use for it. And of course, this also goes well with a good cup of coffee as well, if you drink that. And so now our uh, liner is baking. Lunch, dinner, breakfast. I guess that's bulliner. Not Belinda, <laughs> but Belinner. <laughs> so, okay, do we have any questions? We do not. We do not. All right. So, um, let's see. What else do I want to, to talk about here while we're 
Okay, so we've got a little bit of time. Um, what we're going to do is A, I'm gonna get all the excess sugar off of my arm here, a little bit splattered while I was stirring. So, there we go. Um, so yeah, basically what we did is, you know, sugar, garlic, chicken, um, you know, of course, like the chili sauce. And once you mix it all together, it's really not that spicy. And you can, of course, you know, the good thing is, I mean, if you don't believe me, mix the sauce together first and uh, try it for yourself before you pour it over the chicken or whatever. And then that way you can also do things like if you want to make it sweeter you can if you think it needs more garlic you can do that because we don't do the chicken until the until the very last step and um also like i said this recipe does not require precision this recipe does not require precision as much as some of your baking recipes do Okay, now that Chanel has her hand raised. All right, Chanel. Yeah, so I was wondering, um, did you or could you pour the excess sauce, maybe not even pour it on the top right away, but let the chicken cook for whatever the 20 minutes and then pour it on the top? I probably could. Because I've heard um, that does better. Like, if you bake all the sauce in at one, it might burn, but I, I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not the one who does the baking, so... No, yeah, that actually probably yes. would work. I don't see why that wouldn't work, actually. And I thought about um, doing something like that. Because um, then you'd have even more of the flavor. But anyway. Yep. Oh, that's something to try for uh, next time, for sure. Oh, you got rid of the sauce? Yes. Oh, fine. All right. All right. So now a new thing we have going on, guys, is a brand new mailing list that Courtney has set up. So for those of you that don't know, we actually have two other cooking calls, well, three cooking related, actually, I think about that, four cooking related calls here on ACB. Um, three actual cooking ones, and then uh, two related to cooking. So we have Wake, Make, and Bake with Janine tomorrow. That's going to be at the same time. I don't recall what she is baking. Um, and then we have In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. And uh, you heard Carrie earlier, as uh, she has a lot of uh, useful tips and uh, has done a lot more fancier cooking than uh, I have. But uh, we are trying to really combine our efforts, and um, we've now got, thanks to Courtney, an ACB Cooks mailing list. And you can subscribe to that, ACB Cooks plus subscribe, that's ACB Cooks, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io. And what are you going to get? Well, I don't know. The others, well, all three of us, I know we're going to be sharing our recipes. I'm also going to be including the call archives. I know that the podcasts can be delayed and uh, whatnot, so you will get um, first, probably on the list. Now, they will be the edited form. Um, you don't get the unedited call. So, um, you don't get the pre-call social banter or anything like that. And it'll be my editing. I don't know if ACB, you know, they may do additional editing on their end as well. 
So I'll be sending out links to that on the groups along with the recipe that I did for the day. And I'll have that ready for everybody, oh, usually within a day or two after the call. So be sure to subscribe to that. That's ACB Cooks, all one word, plus subscribe at groups.io. And, you know, who knows how else the list is going to evolve and all that jazz. So I think that's uh, pretty exciting that we're starting to combine efforts here. Now, I also mentioned we have two other cooking-related calls, and that is It's Electric, which is the second and fourth Wednesday, I believe, at 7 p.m. Eastern, right after the Blind Sense birth call. And, oh, hey, I know the people that do that call, uh, myself and Belinda. Interesting. Okay. You, you, know, you, you get to know people around here, guys. So we got the um, It's Electric, where she talks more about the tech side of cooking with electric appliances and things like that. So that is a great call to ask your questions about those. What are recommendations? I am more of a low-tech cook myself. Um, but I do use some gimmicks. And then real quick, we also have Sheila's Recipe Swap. And I think that's the first and third Wednesdays of the month. And um, she also has a list, too, where she does you know, the recipe exchanges for each call. And uh, there's different themes and uh, whatnot. So those are some great. We have at least five cooking-related shows here on ACB. All right, Belinda, do we have any questions? Not at the moment. Oh, yes, we do. We do. All Lucy. right. Lucy. I was just going to tell you that uh, Janine is making Parmesan crisps tomorrow. Parmesan crisps. All right. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like it will be good. And uh, she, you know, she, she really loves it if you're able to bake along with her. Um, I will not be one of those tomorrow. I can tell you now because... I have to get, I already know I'd have to get the, at least the Parmesan, which I currently don't have and don't have the time for even online shopping today. And it's really bad. I'm making this sweet chicken treat in the morning and then I'm going to the dentist in the afternoon. So don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a couple other raised hands. All right. Carrie and her iPhone. This is the Carrie with Cor that's with Courtney. <laughs> All right, Carrie and Courtney, and I'm assuming your iPhone is coming along for the ride, too. <laughs> Hi, Herbie. Yes, my iPhone is coming for the ride also. Thank you very much. Hey, yep. So I just wanted to um, you know, help you out on that brown, brown sugar issue. When you have that issue, the recipe for brown sugar is one cup, one cup of sugar to one tablespoon of molasses. And that is what uh, brown sugar is truly made out of. So if you run into a pinch, you always have that backup. All right, I should get some molasses on hand that way if I ever run into that backup again. Uh, uh, so how much sugar to one tablespoon molasses? It's one cup sugar to one tablespoon of molasses. All right, that is good to know. So. Um, if you ever get brown sugar that walks away, uh, get some white sugar and molasses, and that's very easy to, that'll be very easy to do. All right. Thank you, Carrie. And, All right. Uh, thank you. Yep. And uh, thank you to your iPhone as well. So for allowing right. you to come on the call. We have someone with a phone number starting with 571, ending in 917. I believe that's Teresa, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yes, hello. This is Pam from Virginia. I'm the five seven one. Okay. Yeah. Hi, how are you, Herbie? Um, I'm good. I would like <laughs> good, great, <laughs> good recipe. Um, I'd like to ask you about applying the sauce to the chicken. Um, so you can. Uh, um, how would you apply that properly? You would. You would, of course, bake it with the sauce. And how would you do it? <laughs> so that is a great question. And what I would do is. I would bake the chicken. It calls it to be flipped every 10 minutes. I don't think that, I think that's a bit over myself. Um, so what I'm going to do is after it's done, I'm going to take a double spatula, flip each piece of chicken. And then if I'd kept the extra sauce, which there really wasn't that much of anyway, I would, I can do this because I'm really good spatially, but you could use an oven mitt as your guide. So I would like say hold one, use an oven mitt with one hand so you know where your pan is. And then, you know, find the center of the pan. And with the other hand, you can kind of like pour the bowl over the center and it'll just kind of naturally spread out. And then you put the uh, bowl in the sink because you don't want to accidentally put, you know, expose that to the oven. And then you'll take your um, pan again, lowering the oven mitt or two oven mitts. It's better to use two oven mitts and um, put it back in the oven for the additional uh, 23 minutes. It calls for baking for 45 to 60 minutes. So we're doing 22 minutes and then 23 minutes. So that's how I would apply the extra sauce. Otherwise, okay, thank you. Yep. And of course, you of course, when you're before you baking it, you still roll the chicken in the original sauce before you put it in the oven as well. So, all right, all right. Uh, next is Diana. Diana. Hello. How's everybody Hello. doing? We're doing good. How about you? I'm fine. Um, I missed the cooking temperature. 350. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. I'm really pleased. It seems like uh, there's been a lot of interest in this uh, recipe. Um, so definitely uh, subscribe to that ACB uh, Cooks and um, we'll be getting that recipe out to everyone. Now, I was uh, asked kind of to make this. Um, I'm doing it against my better judgment. But in a couple weeks, I'm going to be making a gingerbread brownie recipe. And uh, I don't, I must admit, I don't know what this is going to taste like. I say you do this against my better judgment because this recipe is a little bit more complex than the type I normally like to do on here, but... It, yeah, I guess we can give it a try, and um, we're going to do that. Also, you know, I'm open to uh, requests for future things to consider. Um, Janine and I have talked about collaborating on, like, uh, spaghetti and meatballs, doing our versions of that. And I see we have 10 minutes. Yep. All right. I'm actually able to look at the phone for the moment, so... I apologize, folks, but I realized we were going to need the extra time. I would have given it to us, but that's okay, because we've got a very important call next hour that you want to attend, and that is the Morning Coffee Clatch, hosted by none other than our wonderful Cindy Hollis, 
And um, if you are new to that call, um, what it is is we go into breakout rooms for 10 minutes and we get to, you know, in small groups and get to talk to each other one-on-one. -on -one. It is a lot of fun. Um, in fact, I really, it was, it's one of my favorite calls because it really um, got me to know people better in ways than some of the community calls in general do. Um, because you're actually talking and interacting with the person. So for those of you that are maybe listening to the stream and if you've never called in, um, this would be a good opportunity. Community at acb.org will add you to the mailing list. Just let them know that's what you would uh, like. It is a, as it is a multi-purpose address. So if you email community at acb.org, just let them know that you want to get added to our uh, community call mailing list and they will be more than happy to get you on there and you can use the zoom links or call in and we have a preferable you know plethora of calls each day so on a lot of different topics including one i will be conducting tomorrow the online uh, multiplayer game call that i'm starting where I'll be talking about online gaming platforms, uh, RS games, and Quintency's Playroom. And I figured out a way where everybody can play along, regardless of whether you have a computer or not. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central, 6 Eastern. Hope you can tune in to that. Okay, Belinda, do we have any other questions? No, we don't. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Okay. And then some other calls we do have going on today. We've got the ACB book discussion at noon and then games to play with Lady A with Lucy is at 1 central to her time. That one's definitely a lot of fun. Okay, so we do have Pam. With her Pam. All right, Pam. Hello. Um, Herbie, how are you doing again? Um, I'd like to know it um, since the oven you can, uh, you know, fix this, of course, in the oven. But it's uh, so alternative is, for instance, you have time constraints. Is there a way to adapt this to the microwave cooking? How, like, how many minutes could it be done on the microwave? Okay, that is a very interesting question. First of all, if I was going to do something like this in the microwave, I would not use raw chicken at all. I would use some kind of pre-cooked chicken, like the fajita chicken, even then, I don't know if it can be done in the microwave. Um, you could try something like bacon or turkey bacon, you know, not use chicken at all and have like garlic, ginger, or bacon. But um, I would use something pre-cooked. And I, I, if anybody else has any good tips on this one, I am not a big microwave person myself. But I don't, I, I definitely know I would not use raw chicken in the microwave, that's for sure. Um, so you'd have to pre-cook your chicken or something um, if you were going to do this in the microwave. And so, like I said, you can pre you could get some chicken breast that you cook ahead of time in the oven or form and grill. Um, you can get pre-cooked chicken from the store. Um, you could get like one of those rotisserie chickens and you know, you bake the sauce in the microwave for a few minutes, pour it over it, um, maybe bake it, and you put it in that, in the, you know, something like that. Um, That's a good idea because I've, uh, 
I've actually fixed a, a, a rotisserie chicken in the microwave before, and it's really good. It was about 14 minutes. All right. Um, does anybody else have... Pre-cooked. Thank you. Thank yep, the you. Bone, yeah, pre-cooked, though, like I said, you, you don't want to do raw, even, even not want to do raw in the microwave. Um, okay, anybody else have any t- questions or any microwave tips for how you would do that with this recipe? No raised nope. hands. All right. Oh, I always say that, and then it happens. Lucy. <laughs> well, all right. I, I agree with Herbie. I don't cook per se quote unquote in my microwave i do a lot of reheating i cook vegetables i cooked a meatloaf one time in my microwave you put it in like a ring mold pan and i didn't care for it i you know um maybe i'm old but (laughs) i just use my microwave for just a lot of quick things i don't i don't really uh you know, cook from raw, the raw state in my microwave. I just don't, uh, don't like it. So I agree. All right. Well, I don't, I I think you and I are a little bit uh, different uh, age wise, but we both agree, even though I grew up in the era of the microwave, um, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And I hope you have about four minutes. All right, perfect. Well, thank you to everybody who attended the call today. Thank you, Belinda, for an awesome hosting uh, job as always. And uh, thank you, uh, Deb and uh, ACB Media, for uh, streaming this call. I very much appreciate it. And uh, I do know people listen to the archives because uh, somebody mentioned that uh, the other day about uh, hearing my uh, oh Christmas call on the replay. So... This call will be on replay at some point, I have uh, no doubt. So that is, uh, you know, totally uh, cool there. And so we will be back in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm working on maybe trying to get this call every week. I have to just figure out what recipes I want to do. That's the only reason why that has not happened just yet. So I will be back next two weeks from today. Tomorrow, Parmesan crisps with Janine. Wake, make, and bake at this very same time. So be sure to tune into that. And if you have the weekly schedule, I know she loves it if you're able to bake along with her. So do that. Um, I know in the kitchen with Courtney and Carrie are soon, it's soon going to be every Sunday and I believe it'll still be at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, I still need to try their techniques for making omelets. So I think I'm going to go uh, Lucy's route and get an omelet pan. Um, that sounds like it'll be a lot easier. All right, guys. On that note, we're going to head on out of here. And I will see you all next time. Belinda, you can end the